0: Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand insight, strategies and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to share with you a stepping stone strategy for buying your dream home. So obviously, it just totally relates to buying a principal place of residence and own occupied property rather than in investment property. Now there's lots of really positive uh, growth predictions for the property market. The most recent one I saw last night was 20% over the next uh, two years, that is prices will rise 20% over the next two years. And so if these predictions turn out to be true and prices do rise significantly over the next couple of years, uh, it means more people will be priced out of their desired location. so what might be affordable today could quickly become unaffordable tomorrow as prices can rise pretty quickly uh, and spasmodically by the way. so it's not uncommon uh, for a new price point to be reached over a one weekend you know from one weekend to the next um, and the same property now costs 50 or even a hundred thousand dollars more. The reality is that sometimes it's just not possible to buy your dream home in one fell swoop, but a stepping stone strategy could help you get there. Now, the first important point I'd like to make is that buying your dream home has always been a struggle. You know, you're just better off to embrace it rather than get uh, get anxious about it. Um, property has always seemed expensive. You know, I bought my first property about 23 years ago for $150,000, and it was a big deal. It was a financial stretch for me at the time in my early 20s. It was a dump that needed renovating. It was in a location that I didn't really uh, foresee myself living there for a long period of time. It was a stepping stone. You know, getting onto the property letter and buying your dream home will take a lot of work for a lot of people. Uh, Sometimes a bit of sacrifice, a little bit of hustling perhaps, um but that's always been the case and we're better off to focus on the solutions rather than the problems the media will continue to write about how housing affordability is a problem just like it was 23 years ago when i bought my first property it is what it is so the first thing you need to realize is if you want to get into your dream home you really need to focus on building your equity position that is the amount of deposit either in cash or the equity that you have in other property. So if you're income rich, but asset poor, the amount of equity you have will be a, a strong dictator or influencer to your overall borrowing capacity. So equity could come, as I said, in the form of cash savings, or deposit, or equity in existing property. Now, if you're the reverse, you know, if, you're, if your earning capacity is rather limited, then accumulating more equity means that you need to borrow less, And so therefore, you're closer to getting into your dream home. Either way, it's all about building equity and building equity as fast as possible. Now, a stepping stone strategy uh, involves buying an own-occupied property with the sole aim of accumulating as much equity as possible as quickly as possible. Then selling that property, using that equity to upgrade to a superior property and continuing to do that until you're in your desired location. So of course it takes a little bit of compromise along the way, but a stepping stone strategy has always been a very effective strategy to ultimately building uh, your your asset position over the long run, and I'm talking about sort of over the next 10 or 20 years. So there's kind of three steps to implementing a stepping stone strategy. Look, the first one is you've got to pick an attractive location with good short-term growth prospects. So um, buying a property in a location that is popular, that's currently enjoying rising prices, will create a lot of momentum and do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. So finding that location is is key. Now when investing, and really everything I've written about property investing, is all about uh, finding locations that are going to have the key fundamentals to drive uh, perpetual capital growth. Well, this strategy is different because all we're really focused on is trying to get as much equity as quickly as possible. So, therefore, what we really want to form a view on is an area's or location's shorter-term growth prospects. You know, so if you're comparing two suburbs and one has a better shorter-term prospect but fundamentally weaker, uh, that will probably make a better Um, solution or or provide a better solution uh, for a stepping stone strategy than the the one with the sound fundamentals typically locations that are gentrifying will exhibit above average growth rates so gentrification tends to have similar sort of themes um, such as changing demographics so you might get sort of younger, double-income professional families moving in where it used to be just either a very family location or an older demographic. Um, the increase in renovating activity typically um, uh, demonstrates that you know people are willing to invest in the area and that prices are moving forward. New infrastructure or amenities that enhance the community feel, kind of livability of a location. There's some of the common themes that you should look for in locations that are likely to have um, good short-term price momentum. Of course, we don't want to buy at the peak of the market either. You know, we don't want to buy into an area where there's probably not as much scope for prices to ride rise. But at the same time, we don't want to take the risk of picking the next growth suburb either. You know, and the reason is, obviously, you could be wrong. So if you pick a suburb that currently has very little growth but you think it's about to take off, You know, if you're wrong, your whole strategy is ruined. So you really want to pick a suburb where there is evidence of rising prices and rising demand, but where there's still enough scope for prices to rise sooner. So that step one is finding the right location. Step two is then buying an older style house with scope to manufacture equity. So often, but not always, it's better to buy a house than, say, a townhouse, a villa unit or apartment. And the reason is a couple of reasons for that. Firstly, houses tend to have proportionately more land value, and obviously the land value is what's going to drive prices higher, or at least the value of that asset higher. And secondly, houses tend to offer more scope uh, for their to improve their overall value. So you can renovate bathrooms and kitchens, uh, landscaping, for example, will add value adding a bedroom uh, or living area onto a, a smaller home can make a, have a significant impact on its overall value. And this is what people call manufacturing equity. You know, something that you can do to improve the value of a property after you've purchased it, which is really important. Now, older houses, say those built sort of pre-1970s, you know, particularly 1950s, 60, 70s houses, offer better opportunities than newer ones, because they tend to have greater scope to make improvements, you know, such as as I mentioned, adding an additional bedroom can be really good. Um, adding uh, living areas or, or making it more open plan uh, will, will make it, you know, uh, more modern in terms of uh, floor plan and, and flow and so forth. But of course, that can be structural. And if you really stick to Mainly just cosmetic improvements uh, rather than structural changes. There's less scope for cost overruns or cost blowouts. It's also important that the improvements that you make, the finished product is aimed at the typical buyer for that location. So it doesn't have to appeal to your tastes, for example. It just has to appeal to the wider buyer, the wider market in that location. So build something that's commensurate uh, with other stock that's around. Remember, it's not your forever home. All you're trying to do is maximise the amount of equity. Of course, it's a well-documented fact that locations close to the CBD, not in the CBD, but but suburbs closer to the CBD, tend to provide better long-term growth prospects. And that's just really because of the supply-demand issue. So really um, the process to identify the right location is to really start with a blue chip location and then keep moving out to adjoining suburbs until you find a location that meets your budget. You know that you can um, find the, the suburb as close to the city as possible that allows you to afford a, uh, to buy a house. Subdividing property, you know, so constructing a second dwelling on a property and subdividing and selling off can be a good strategy. Of course, it's higher risk, particularly if you don't have experience. And remember, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. So just be careful. And it's really important to get some tax advice. So the first step is identify the location. The next step is to focus on buying an older style house that you can manufacture equity in. And the third step is then to occupy that property so that you can avoid paying for capital gains tax. Obviously, buying, renovating and selling property is not a costless exercise. You know, you pay stamp duty when you buy and agent fees when you sell. The last thing you want to do is make a donation to the ATO that's also going to eat into your financial gains. So therefore, you can nominate this property as your main residence. It will be exempt from capital gains tax. It might be difficult to occupy the uh, property for the entire period, especially if you're completing some significant renovations, but that shouldn't prevent you from continuing to claim it as your main residence as long as you don't uh, occupy another property that you own. So you either go and rent or live with family uh, during that period. Um, But avoiding the capital gains tax consequences means that any gains you make will be uh, tax free. And ultimately, that's how you're going to build wealth. So in summary, buy a house that's located in a suburb that's growing in popularity, that has you know upward price momentum, as close to the CBD as your budget will allow. Select the property that has the greatest scope to add value, so manufacture equity. Hold it for two to seven years, but as short as possible. Um, before selling and then moving closer to your desired location and what you might end up doing is just moving a suburb closer and closer and closer to the city uh, until you get to your dream location. Of course this stepping stone strategy is not without risk so if you're not prepared to do the research and um, uh, really spend a lot of time on making sure you implement this strategy in as safe as way as possible then I say uh, don't uh, don't try and implement it. It's going to take a bit of work. Also, you've got to um, make sure you surround yourself with the right professionals. You're going to need an experienced uh, mortgage broker, certainly a building inspector, you know, for pest and building inspections, possibly a builder, uh, maybe a financial advisor. And remember, advice that makes you money ends up paying for itself. You want to learn from other people's experiences, not learn from your own experiences, particularly when implementing a strategy like this as there's so many things that can go wrong uh, it's it, to try and do it all yourself is just too risky and ultimately you want to use that stepping stone strategy to get to your desired location as quick as possible and as successfully as possible and really the only way you're going to do that if you don't have experience in doing this yourself is a, is to pay for other people's experiences Of course, an experienced buyer's agent will help you in this process as well. Um, And the underlying assumption is that we're buying in an area that has upward price uh, momentum. Uh, But of course, uh, it's very difficult to predict what markets will do, particularly in the short term. Uh, And uh, so if the market moves against you, that is a risk also. If the property market um, has a correction or a crash or... Uh, just goes sideways, uh, it's going to work against you. But there's only you can only really worry about what you can control. Um, and those sorts of things are, are highly unpredictable. Of course, I should mention I've done a podcast on family guarantees. Uh, so uh, if you're income rich but asset poor, uh, potentially your family can offer you a limited guarantee as additional security for your loan to get you into the property market. So that's a, kind of a separate... Um, alternative to the stepping stone strategy that I've just spoken about um, something that uh, if it's appropriate in your circumstances something that's well worth looking into so just in closing I acknowledge this is a far more hands-on strategy that won't suit everyone however of course without risk there cannot be some reward uh, and without hard work often there is no uh, reward either So it might take you a few stepping stones, a few properties to get where you want to be and a few years in order to get to your desired location. But once you're there, you know, they'll enjoy the benefits for decades to come. I hope that's been useful, uh, particularly for those uh, home buyers or upgraders out there, particularly in a market that is likely to be Um, potentially fast moving this year if you enjoy the podcast that is great and the only favor that i ask you for in return is please share please tell other people about it Uh, and please leave a rating where you listen to the podcast whether it's on apple or wherever uh, because that gets it out there as well Uh, thanks very much and until next week bye for now